Hi, I'm Brooke Boney. Welcome to Tales of Sydney, a podcast from City of Sydney, where we explore what's living in your neighbourhood. Today, the internet's favourite animals. Sorry, dogs. Yes, it's cats. <laughs> Tim lives in the city of Sydney. He has four cats, one at home, but he also looks after three that live at the park around the corner. This is Stripey. Yeah, now this is Stripey and this is Stripey virtually one. There's Stripey one and Stripey two and there's a cat called Blackie. Every single morning at 7.30, Tim will go feed the cats that live there. He's been doing it for over six months. And when I can't do it, when my wife and I go away, I get someone else to do it for me. But he doesn't want to adopt them because he lives in an apartment complex. I'm currently in a park in the inner city area. It's a park that not that many people come through, actually. A few people who do have cut their way going to work. So fortunately, there's not that many people who come past. So it's quite a, I guess, a lonely little area. Do you do this every day? Yes. Every single day? Every single day. Well, fortunately, being 70, I virtually, I'm in the fortunate position that I can come every day. And uh, we've got our own cat who we, we love and uh, she's a British blue, which we look after. And obviously she's not wild where uh, these one, these little cats are wild. And so you were saying you have your own cat. Why come here every day and feed these three? Because I enjoy doing it. And uh, my cats are very, uh, it's a lovely animal, but she wouldn't be caught dead outside. She's far too upmarket. And she, and she, of course... Oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah, and, of course, she wouldn't be seen hanging out with these common folk. And I'm not being a <laughs> snoke, but, you know, she is upmarket. And secondly, obviously, this cat is not... And I live on, an eighth, uh, on the eighth floor of a building, and this cat wouldn't tolerate it. Um, there's no way Jose would... Uh, it would need a home where, basically, they could go outside and wander in. But there are a lot of cats in Sydney and many of them don't have someone like Tim to feed and look after them. Stray cats can get a lot of complaints about how loud they are, the smells they leave behind, and killing native wildlife. But the council can't pick up adult cats. Cats that are allowed outside the house roam about the neighbourhood, so how would you know if a cat on the street doesn't belong to someone? That's why there's a law in New South Wales that gives cats the rights to roam free. So how can you tackle this problem without being able to pick up adult cats? Well, we need to get involved when they're young. There's a resident that has called up about four kittens and a mother cat in her backyard. Michelle O'Brien is the companion animal liaison officer at City of Sydney. She created the Street Cat Rehoming Program to try and solve some of these problems. I applied for a grant through the Office of Local Government two years ago to create a program where we could go out and trap kittens from the streets, so street cats, and provide veterinary, desexing, microchipping, vaccinations, everything, all all the um, veterinary costs involved in caring for the kittens to be able to rehome them and rehabilitate them um, through satellite shelters. So we have a few local vets that act as our satellite shelters and we and this is what we're doing today. What's the situation do you know with this particular litter? Like it's a mum cat who's got four kittens, I think four you were kittens. saying. Yeah, yeah. And so 
they've just taken refuge like in this woman on this woman's property or something. Yeah. So in her yard is quite a bit of vegetation. There's a shed, a lot of shelter. It's a perfect little um, kitten haven, I guess you could say. <laughs> so mum, mum has decided that that's a nice spot to have her litter and you know to be able to seek um, shelter in their backyard. Hi Ellie, how are you going? Good. I'm Michelle. Ali. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, this is Bad. This is Sorry, I was just wondering if I could ask you, like, when did this all start, or when did you notice the cats um, coming in? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Where, where did they kind of nestle themselves? Well, they, they come from all directions actually, but where I first started noticing them come through that little that little hole in the fence and they were just coming in. So then I at first I thought it might be a neighbor's cat, but then they just kept coming and they were here in the early morning in the middle of the night because sometimes we get woken up with torrents. So we were awake at 5 a.m. and they're playing outside the back door. So it was quite clear that they were not belonging to anybody. So I thought maybe we should do something about it. How many are there? Is a mother and four. four kids. Wow. That's, that's there they are. Oh, they got next door. Yeah, wow. there's a little hole in the fence that go between the fence. Yeah. yeah. So you can see there's like a, yeah. I think two blacks and two little torties. Yeah. And mum is tortoiseshell. Is that right? Yeah. If there weren't so many little hidey hole places for them to go, yeah. I've got yeah. my gloves and I could have just grabbed them and yeah, yeah. put them in a cage, but it's yeah. just too... Like, there's just no way we'd be able to get them in here. There's too, much, ve- too... too much vegetation. Okay. Yeah. yeah, places for them to hide. Yeah. But where do these kittens end up? Okay, so all our cats start down here. This is our quarantine area. Um, so when cats come in, they'll get a bath, they'll get vaccinated, microchipped, dissexed. Flame wormed, everything happens. <laughs> Nerida works at the Cat Protection Society. The biggest issue I think with strays is them being socialised. So depending on how old they are, there is like a socialisation period for cats. So the younger people can try and catch them, the better it is for the cat because they're going to get used to people and be a lot more rehomeable. The older they are, they tend to take a long time to get used to people. <laughs> so it can be a bit, a bit sad for them because they, they're just not used to the whole, you know, people being around and touching them or whatever. But um, Sydney City Council do a lot for cats, which is really good. Um, a lot of councils don't in regards to cats because laws in New South Wales are a bit odd when it comes to cats. But, um, yeah, Sydney City Council are very good in doing things like uh, dissexing drives, low-income people and then that stops a lot of the cats who go out wandering and then find strays they have babies whatever so like a never-ending cycle but if we work with them a lot with the dissexing programs and we probably dissex a couple of hundred cats a year through Sydney City Council which is good because it does end up stopping a lot um, and then if Michelle ends up going to a trapping job and we've got space then you know if the, if the cats are 
handleable enough for our staff not to get attacked, <laughs> then then we'll take them in and and try and find them homes and either get them to a foster carer or if we've if they're old enough and we've got space already, we'll just pop them in here and and get them you know to a point where they can find a home. So we have an isolation area. So if the cats are still a bit scared of people, we can work with them sort of one on one and and get them to a point where they're comfortable enough um, to be in in this area. So this is our main rehoming area. Um, so this is where all our adult cats come. And it is rather warm in here. But, it is. <laughs> um, but cats actually like uh, the optimum temperature for a cat is 29 degrees. Whoa. So <laughs> you'll probably see a lot of them are sleeping because that's what they love. They love warm. For us, it's horrible. But for, for the cats, they love it. <laughs> who, so, can, who can you introduce me to here? There's okay, a lot um, of cats. There is. Um, well, we can talk about a few different personality types if you want. So we've got someone like Soapy. Um, he came to us, he'd been being cared for by a person who was totally outside cat. Um, he had skin cancer on his ears, so he's actually had to have his ears removed from skin cancer. And when he came to us, he was not very happy. He was, um, you couldn't touch him. He was not happy to be here at all. Slowly we've been working with him and he's gotten to the point now where staff can pat him and he's not overly affectionate, but he's getting used to us being here and he is such a different cat now just within you know three or four months just with working with him um he still will give you a bit of a grumble if, you, if he's not in the mood but won't you soap hello <laughs> but he is getting a lot happier being here um compared to someone like um introduced to jiminy he's a cat who's been here the longest so Jiminy has a few reasons why he's been here a little while. He's white, all white, so he has to be a totally indoor cat. He's also partially deaf. So a lot of white cats carry a gene um, genetically makes them deaf. He's luckily only deaf in one ear, so it's not as bad for him, but it does mean that he has to be indoors. Um, It's just less risk for him. Jiminy is also very, very hyperactive. (laughs) (laughs) So um, he's actually on some medication at the moment to get him to chill out a little bit. (laughs) So with our cats here, we we work with them as much as possible to get them to the point of being able to be rehomed. So if that means medication or surgery or whatever it is, we'll do do that to get them home. Um, So he is calming down a lot now. He's getting older. So he actually came to us at about six months. He's now a year and a half. So he's starting to calm down, but it's taking him a while. <laughs> yeah, it's got written on his bio here, affection once, affectionate once settled. <laughs> and, yeah, he's definitely no young children or elderly due to rambunctious nature. <laughs> <laughs> That's good explanation. So the adults, we try and give people as much info as we know before they come to us. So Jiminy was a stray who came to, to us from a vet clinic. Um, but then we've got other cats like Sash, who's down the end here. She actually came to us, she's been with us twice. Um, The first time she came to us as a young kitten with her mum and I actually fostered them and she was tiny, she was a day old when she came in. Um, She got a home as a kitten but then her person passed away. So she lived with that person for five years and then the person passed away. So when she came back to us, there was no family members that could take her in or anything and she was only used to one person and a really quiet house and so freaked out a bit coming back here. Um, then she was readopted out as an older adult and then her person ended up getting sick and couldn't keep her anymore. So that's why she's back. But she is super affectionate um, 
once she realizes everything's okay, she sort of needs that time to sort of adjust. And she's another cat who needs to be indoors only because she's never been outside. So sometimes people who adopt a cat from us and just keep them indoors. So at eight years old, if she was to go outside now, she'd totally freak out and, and end up getting injured. Um, but some of the cats are super affectionate from the get-go. As soon as they come in here, they're relaxed, they don't care, they're, they're really happy being here. And other cats, it just takes them that little while to, to adjust and get used to everything. Mm. So that's why some cats will spend one or two days here and then other cats will spend a year or two. There are a lot of cute cats there. How can we stop so many cats needing adoption? There must be a way to stop feral cat populations. Miles went out to talk to Michelle O'Brien, the companion animals liaison officer you heard from before, and she had a few ideas. The Street Cat Rehoming Program was developed in 2015. Since the um, start of the program, we've managed to collect 106 kittens from the streets of the city and rehome them. They've all been desexed, they've all been microchipped, vaccinated, and rehomed, rehabilitated. So they are kittens. Whereas with the adult cats, unfortunately, they could be owned by someone and under the legislation, cats are allowed to roam free. So we don't collect cats from people's backyards, the streets, because they essentially could be owned by someone. And if we do take them, then basically we're taking someone's property. So what's a possible solution for these cats that you're not sure if they have owners, but you're pretty sure they're abandoned, but you're not allowed to pick them up? What could you do about that? What the city would like to do is um, put together a pilot trap neuter return program where those cats can be trapped, taken to a vet, desexed, vaccinated, given any sort of shots if they need them, uh, returned, and then we would have like either com- someone in the community, uh, the city, maybe a rescue group involved in making sure that those animals are looked after, cared for fed and obviously microchipped and registered to that organisation or that person. Um, If we could do that and monitor them and and just de-sex all the cats in order to stop them breeding, then, you know, that to me looks like a good model in order to control the increasing numbers of cats and kittens that are being born every year. Is the big problem that it's not that people are abandoning their cats or losing their cats, it's that these cats that are out there that may not belong to anyone are actually breeding and creating more cats. Is that what the the major problem is here? That is the major problem. Unfortunately, you know, you can have two cats that aren't desexed living, you know, in a in an area and they just month after month breed, continue to breed and have more and more kittens. If there's a, a female cat who's out there who's not desexed, how many kittens could she have in a year? I think it's around four to five kittens that they can have each time. And the the breeding season for cats has been around springtime. It starts and then it sort of starts to end when autumn hits. But cats, I don't know, they've changed um, in an evolutionary way. The breeding season is extending, so they're having more and more. So they can have a litter of kittens, um, feed them, wean them off, and then breed again and just keep going. So, yeah, the numbers are increasing because of that. And I believe that they're actually becoming sexually mature at a younger age as well now. So, 
you know, normally you would have a cat um, that would be sexually mature at a certain age, a little bit older um, than what it is these days because apparently the studies that are showing or research that's showing that kittens at four months of age are now able to to have kittens. So if we if we don't come up with a solution to this problem, um, which I believe trap neuter return, something like that needs to be implemented in order to control the um, ever-increasing numbers of cats that are being born each year. The government has tried other ways to manage cats by trapping them and, and um, having them euthanized, but then other cats move into that territory and take over that territory and then you just continue to have the same problem. So, you know, actually keeping them there and desexing them and having them monitored and them keeping other cats out of that territory is it seems to be the way of moving forward as far as trying to manage cat populations. It's worked in the States. It's worked in the UK. We just need to be able to somehow get it up and running in Australia so that we can try and manage the problem in a more humane way rather than just trapping them and having them euthanized. Thanks for listening to Tales of Sydney. That's the final episode of the season. If you enjoyed the show, you can find out more information at talesofsydneypodcast.com. And you can leave a rating or a review on your podcast app to let us know what you thought of the show. This podcast was created by City of Sydney and inspired by Something Else's Alive exhibition at Customs House. Special thanks to the Curators Department, the City of Sydney Rangers and the Cat Protection Society. 